Hello and welcome to In the Weeds. We're recording live from the Picky Weeds Esoteric Occult Boutique, located just south of Clark Summit, Pennsylvania, in beautiful South Abington Township. Picky Weeds is the largest and most diverse boutique of its kind in Northeast Pennsylvania, with an increasingly wide variety of items for many traditions. In addition to items for sale, Picky Weeds hosts a wide variety of classes, events, and community-driven gatherings throughout the year. Picky Weeds is located at 105 Layton Road, South Abington Township, PA. Open Wednesday through Sunday, 12 p.m. to 8 p.m. More information can be found at www.pickyweeds.com. That's P-I-C-K-E-Y-W-E-E-D-Z.com or on our social media channels on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. In the Weeds is the official podcast for Picky Weeds, where we strive to bring the community together with topics of interest, guest speakers, and informative discussions to benefit the entire community. If you'd like to be a guest speaker, either live or remote call-in, please visit www.pickyweeds.com. Scroll down to the bottom of the page, find In the Weeds podcast guest application, click it, Copy and paste the text into an email with your contact information and send it to us at pickyweeds at gmail.com. Now, now let's, let's get, get in, in the weeds. weeds. Hey, good morning, guys. Season two, episode seven, and we're here with Jenna Carmichael. And Jenna, if you guys remember, taught a bitters class here. And I'm trying to rail her butt back into it. Again. Like, get your ass in here. <laughs> Maybe. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> So, Jenna, how did you get started in, well, let's just say you're a pharmacist. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I'm oncology trained, so I work mainly mm. with cancer patients. That's awesome. There's a lot of people. Um, I, I may have sent one your way thinking you still had a business. <laughs> I a did have a business ago. for a minute. Um, <laughs> but, you know, as you know, running yeah. a business is hard. Oh, oh God. Yeah. You don't have any kind of life. No, no, no. Oh. And the stress. I mean, holy yeah. cannoli. Oh. Well, you've seen the psoriasis right. on the scalp, right? <laughs> yeah. I used to crazy. whine like a bitch in corporate. Like, this is so much work. <laughs> hey, no shit. Right? Oh, you know nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you're a pharmacist now. Yes. And yeah. I Well, and I, I've always kind of called myself the oddball pharmacist. <laughs> um, and it's kind of funny because I now work in a kind of... No, pharmacy, but pharmacy adjacent kind of pharmacy adjacent. <laughs> and uh, my friends and I, we all kind of crack up because there's like pharmacists who are very type A and they're very OCD and you have to have everything this way, this way, this way. I am not like that. <laughs> I have learned to be like that because, yeah, you know, you have to be very thoughtful about certain things, particularly oh, when yeah. people's lives are on the line. You can kill somebody. Right, right. We got to be very <laughs> mindful about those sorts of things but for the most part i'm one of those big picture thinkers i'm one of those kind of strategic thought processes and once i've kind of gone through and learned about herbs and meditation and yoga and crystals and all those things it's like wow there are a lot of other things out there that can heal people that don't have to do with western medicine so you're a mind body pharmacist yeah i used to call myself a holistic oncology pharmacist when i had my business because i am so incredibly just so thoughtful about the idea that the body can heal itself. Yeah. You just got to give it the right conditions 
it you know it developed cancer it can undevelop cancer you just got to make sure that you support it in the right way yeah and i think that that is something that in our culture is not very well known no it's not very well thought out or talked about yeah and I have seen amazing recoveries in patients and in clients, and it's just the brain yeah. is, a, is a thing that we do not tap into enough. No, we don't. And that it, you are literally connected to everything else in the world. Yes. And it affects you physically, spiritually, emotionally. One thing I want to talk about is something you and I talked about. What, about two weeks ago, um, we were talking about how cancer is always present in the body. It's yes. just whether it's active Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, your immune system is there for a reason. We kind of think about the immune system in terms of coughs and colds and viruses and things like that. But really, your immune system is also there to help your body heal itself. Yes. And your your cells mutate all the time. And you're developing cancer cells all the time. Yeah. And it's the job of your immune system to find those cancer cells and get rid of them. Yeah, they're a little Thor tamer. They just come in and smack the crap out of it and it's gone. They 100% do. And cancer, though, is smart. And cancer, once it kind of gets started, it keeps mutating and mutating and mutating. Mm -hmm. And then it finds ways to mask itself from the immune system. Or perhaps you've eaten a lot of garbagey foods. And, you know, (laughs) you have a lot of stress in your life. And you're not dealing with your emotions. And all of these things make your immune system not work as well. And so then it's not able to do do its job. You just described my 20s to 30s. Yes. That's pretty much modus operandi. Have mercy. Eat like shit. This Stress past, bucket. And well, this past weekend, we killed ourselves. everybody, right? And like, we know that as people age, generally your immune system gets worse. It yeah. doesn't, it's not as it's, active yeah. as it, it used to be. Down. So as a kid and in your 20s and 30s, your immune system is top notch and it can still handle all the garbage that you put oh, in your body. Yeah. But once you get a little older, Oh, yeah. then it doesn't. And that's why we see cancer more in our patients that are elderly and people that are a little mm-hmm. older because just the immune system isn't quite as robust as it used to be. I just found out I was elderly. <laughs> I can get a senior citizen's discount now. That's hey. what you get for making fun of me I'm when I hit 50 about in my AARP card. <laughs> John, your AARP card is here. You motherfucker laughed at me. <laughs> I can get a senior citizen's discount at McDonald's. She was chasing me around the house with an AARP card. Come on, we can go get discounts. You can go to the movies and get $2 off. Your ass got yours four years ago. Leave me alone. And what did I do? I set that fucker on fire. I am not old enough for this car. That's insulting. You feel attacked. You get the mail and thinking it's just going to be bills and bullshit. What the fuck is this shit with my name on it? You get better rates on your insurance. (sighs) You get a nifty little tote sack if you join today. Jesus Christ, I swear. It's bad enough I get groceries on Tuesdays. Right, with the old people, the old people day. day. Everybody gets the discounts on that day. Are you calling in for your discount? No, but all the old, all the old ladies are like, morning, John, get you groceries today. <laughs> Fuck off. It's good to have a routine. Yeah. Routines are good for the brain. Oh, I derailed your conversation. <laughs> 
I used to have this one friend who had terrible rounds with cancer. Mm -hmm. And after she was well, she would just eat sugar all freaking day. Like, you would find chocolate and candy and crap, like sweet mints, like sugared mints Mm -hmm. stored everywhere. She was like a little squirrel. There were little holes all over the place and under the envelopes, in the baskets, on the shelves, behind things. And I was like, oh, my God, do you want it back? Right. You know, because... You were talking about the nutrition end of it. Yes. Stop that. They're upstairs moving furniture, and Bella is having a conniption. So, huh? <laughs> stop. She's testing yeah. her noise canceling. But, right. <laughs> yeah, it was bizarre. I quit okay. sugar. I had arthritis in my thumbs and arthritis in my right knee, and I had them really bad. And after about two weeks off sugar, it was gone. That's creepy. Yeah. Well, yeah, and sugar is so inflammatory. Yeah. And I actually had a client one time tell me that they were going to go on chemo, and their doctor was like, okay, we're worried about you losing weight. Mm. So we want to make sure that you keep your weight up. So you should eat ice cream and milkshakes. What the? What? Yes. Yes. <laughs> and I looked at this girl, and I was like, no, 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 no. If we're concerned about weight, we need protein. Yeah. Protein. They don't There's know shit about nutrition. They don't. Well, and that's the issue, right, is yeah. that doctors don't really know a lot about drugs. They don't really know a lot about nutrition. Mm-hmm. They are trained on how to diagnose and treat, and that's what that's the extent it. of their training is. And it's unfortunate because it is it serves a disservice to a lot of their patients because that's why I had a lot of clients come to me because they're like, I asked my doctor what I should eat, and they kind of stared at me blankly because they don't know. Yeah. Mm-mm. And unless, as a provider, they actually go through and learn themselves about nutrition, they don't get it in school. Yeah. No, they don't. I think it's like a month or so they spend on it. And I think they're still using the damn food pyramid. Right, which I is saw that horribly in the book, biased. So I was like, wow, yeah. that's bought and paid for by the dairy and the meat and industry. The meat and now industry, the wine industry has gotten on board. Yes, yeah. and it's horribly biased. <sighs> the new food pyramid. Uh, oh, if you got a gluten allergy, you're just screwed. Well, you, then that's yeah. me. Yeah. You know, and, and I actually, so my current role right now is I work in pharmacogenomics. And so I'm really interested in genes and the way that the body processes drugs and things like that. And so in the learning of all this, I've had myself tested. Yeah. And so I found that I have one of two celiac genes. And oh, so great. I don't technically have celiac disease, but that does make me more prone to be sensitive yeah. to wheat. And wouldn't you know it, when I don't eat wheat, I feel a billion times better. Yeah. (laughs) But the smell. But here's something I found out, and you probably know something about this. The wheat that we have today, and I remember it, it's way different than what we had when I was younger. Because it was as tall as I was when we we were younger. And now it's this little short, stocky plant that puts out a lot more at a lower level on the ground. It's easier to farm. It gets fatter. It gets bigger. But I had heard that they actually put the smell of baked bread back in the wheat. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. It's just genetically modified. Yeah. Everything. Well, and yeah. all wheat in the U.S. is genetically modified. Oh, and disgusting. unfortunately, because wheat is air pollinated, yeah. then that means that if you have like einkorn wheat, which is a heritage yeah. grain, and you're growing that in a field, unfortunately, it becomes GMO. Yeah. Because if you have another wheat field that happens to be close by, 
Yeah. It just comes through the wind. And there's really no way to subvert that unless you want to spend millions and millions of dollars in, in greenhouses to grow wheat in. Right, which is it's, it's not impossible. Yeah. yeah, no, it's impossible. I did see one major farm down in Mexico where, as far as you can see, it's like acres and acres and acres of hydroponic greenhouses where they're growing a lot of produce now. That's, mm, that's, yeah, not, that's not what they're growing. Yeah. <laughs> It's kind of like shame weed, on, but shame on you. It's, it's still c- edible. Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> That's another thing about Jenny you want, might not know. She worked at a dispensary as a pharmacist for a long time. I did. Yeah, yeah. I worked in the cannabis industry for four years. That's awesome. And and I and I think that was part of this journey that I had of learning about herbs and being more holistic because it's such a fascinating thought process to see that you could take something like cannabis and it helps with pain it helps with cancer it helps with allergies it helps with a whole variety of different things depression gut troubles i personally found that it was very helpful for me when i had a bunch of gut issues really yes oh my goodness which strain was good for the gut biome so you want to look for things that have limonene in them as a terpene because limonene is going to be really helpful for nausea and for any kind of gut issues so raising terpenes up it's looking at people using straw to raise the terrapines in the pot that they were farming Mm. and they were getting really high terrapines when they grew oats um, um, what is it the milky oats milky oats at the bottom of the um at the bottom of the plant interesting and supported it like using the three sisters rule right right like the natives do what how do you three sisters rule? yeah yeah, the three sisters rule so they would plant corn beans and squash together each plant supported the other plant and made them grow better and then you didn't, it didn't take up that huge footprint on the land. They didn't believe in plowing. They tried to warn us when we were doing the, the Midwest that it was going to become a dust bowl because you can only plow so much before the, stro- the, the soil can't sustain anymore and becomes broken. And nobody would listen to them. And that's exactly what happened. They never planted like that. They plant on top of ground. They plant on built-up beds of, like, compost and natural organic, like, straw and stuff like that. Well, and by doing it that way, too, the beans, they add nitrates into Mm -hmm. the ground. And so, usually, when you're farming, that it strips the land. And so, that's why we have issues, because you keep planting the same thing over and over and over again, and that continues to pull nutrients and nutrients Mm -hmm. out of the ground. And you need to do those crop rotations to put those things back in the ground. And that's where that Three Sisters is really nice, because you have all of those things together the beans grow up the stalk of the corn and then the the um, squash kind of keeps all of the Mm, weeds away and all this yeah it's like a really really great approach it's smart you know it's funny our parents knew that when mm-hmm. I was little, that you rotated your crops. It was not until we got into heavy industrial farming that that seems to be something that was forgotten. So it's within this last couple of generations that we still had this knowledge, and we still did it the right way. Yeah. It's when the agribusiness got to be big business that all that kind of fell off, and everything was destroyed, and we saw a lot of GMO coming along, and basic strip mining of the land i don't know any other way to put it but that's what they did well and it's Mm -hmm. sad because i mean they gouge those poor farmers Mm -hmm. because i mean they make those seeds in a way that you can't seed save yes because they're not viable to save for the next year which means that you then are continuously in debt to the seed company every year because you have to buy new New seed every single year Mm -hmm. did you see where they were arresting them for that i would hope so because no i mean they were arresting the farmers for seed saving have a patent on the yeah. stupid plant and how, how can you patent, patent a plant yeah ridiculous. how can you patent nature period that's it's, insane that shouldn't be legal at all no. it pisses me off but you see they're doing it. i saw something this morning 
It's funny. I wanted to ask you about this. <laughs> this is totally off the mark, but I saw that there are companies, uh, specifically colleges, uh, looking at vaccinating, putting vaccines in plants like lettuce and tomatoes. Hmm. Vaccine that's, for what? Yeah, that's pharmacy. So when food becomes, yeah. Well, yeah. and I heard, actually, I heard on NPR, they did this story that there's this new purple tomato that's come out. Um, and it they took genes from, like, the blueberry plant. Yeah. So that way it has those higher anthocyanins, which we know are good for treating cancer and heart disease and all this stuff. And so they made this, like, purple tomato. And, you know, and it's supposed to be pretty. And, and I've seen pictures of it. It's a beautiful color. Oh, wow. All this kind of stuff. And, like, I was, I was on Facebook and somebody's like, oh, my God, it's GMO. And I'm like, well, duh. duh. Everything <laughs> is GMO. Though. While they're snacking on a right. food box. It's GMO. <laughs> but, it's, yeah, okay. e- but everything is GMO. Yeah. Everything is GMO. If we hybridized it, if, if, we, if we grafted it. Guys, that's GMO. There's, and I don't necessarily think that yeah. all GMO is bad. I don't either. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I think that's an issue is that, you know, people cry GMO yeah. and that's a terrible, horrible thing. But I think the problem is, is that we just don't understand what the long-term consequences yeah, are yet. Exactly. Because we keep doing it and doing it and doing it. And then we don't wait to see what happens. You mean yes. we're guinea pigs? Yes. <laughs> all Who the knew? time. Who knew? God, that's hard. <laughs> rat bastards. Right? right? <laughs> But there is two different styles of GMO. Mm-hmm. There's, the, there's the classical hybridizing that we used to do when we grafted yes. or we cross-pollinated. And now there's chemical GMO. Right. Yeah. So I'm like, there's two different there's two different things going here. So we need to know the differences. But they're not required to put that on the packaging. No, they're not. So we never know. 100% So we're no. just ingesting some shit that's franken, franken beans and... <laughs> Frankenberries. Yeah. Well, and I mean, meat is even worse I because know. they feed Ew. it to the meat, and yeah. then they aren't really probably required to even say that we gave GMO grain to the cattle. Yeah. And so who knows what the cattle did to it because they digested this yeah. and then it turned into their muscle tissue, and mm-hmm. now you're eating that muscle tissue. And so this is like a secondary yeah. kind of line of that. And yeah. so what does that actually mean And not for us? even it altered the hormones. In that. Don't they right. wash yeah. the meat in like They wash it in ammonia. Shit? Yeah, so most of the meat processed in this country, is if it's red meat, is washed in ammonia. Blech. Yeah, yeah. Kind of that's kind of disgusting. Again, well, it's because the slaughterhouses right, are right? not kept up to standards. Yeah, you know, awful. they're just they have no they they're they don't even have a humane way to treat these no. animals. No, and I think that's my biggest issue is like, can we treat these animals like living beings? Mm-hmm. Like, like we don't need to have these animals exactly. in these tiny little pens Mm-mm, where like they chickens. can't really do anything, and yet then you're surprised that they get infections, yeah, and you're surprised that they get depression because yeah. it's truly you know that's what happens. They never and see the sun. No, and you know, and they've actually done things where like you can put oregano in the feed for these animals and then that actually helps with infections yeah. and so you don't necessarily need to give them antibiotics yeah not at all oregano oil is something everybody around here uses so. yeah. yeah yeah it's amazing but no have you seen um the the way that they raise the chickens because that's a big thing down south oh my goodness and it's they so can't disgusting. even walk disgusting they can't even walk well and they've been so genetically modified because everybody wants big old, big old breasts they want yeah. big old breasts and so yeah. these poor chickens are like bigger breasts than mine which is ridiculous well and they <laughs> can't even walk they're so top heavy mm-hmm. and I wouldn't so call it ridiculous no <laughs> 
It is ridiculous. You try carrying these things around. I feel bad for the chicken. Uh. Truly. I mean, they can't even walk. They're so top heavy. Yeah. And so then they get like broken feet yes. and foot injuries Poor and all this stuff. Legs. Yeah, yeah, they're terrible. No. And, yeah. and why would anybody subject another living being mm-hmm. to that? They don't see them as living beings. They, they don't. Just they don't. Have you seen how, have you seen how Tyson hatches them? Uh, uh. They're like in these long units, and it's stack after stack after stack of eggs that are hatching with maybe six inches of space in between each rack, if that. I don't even think it's that much. It looks it looks really compacted. And they hatch right in there in those stacks of eggs, as far as the eye can see. Oh, the smell. Yeah. Could you imagine yeah. the oh, smell? Oh, we lived around it. Yeah, all the, the time. Oh, my God. It's awful. Everywhere, because every Bubba thinks that's the key to quick cash. I'm going to build me do. some chicken houses. Yeah. Well, apparently now, money. that's the same way with pork. Pork's yeah, getting this way, insane. too. And that stuff's getting kind of rancid. It doesn't taste like pork anymore. Mm-mm. Like, I've got... I'm a, I was a big bacon aficionado down south. Up here recently trying to cook pork the only way it cooks well is in the oven and it's still it doesn't crisp like it should and it doesn't taste like it should i, I don't know how to explain that i have not bought pork in quite some time yeah, because i actually so get a pig from a farmer oh wow that's the best way and so yeah. the past probably five years i've gotten a pig every year yeah. and yeah. so like my pork is phenomenal mm. like because oh, yeah. so- it's raised here in pennsylvania and on good free. feed right yeah they've yeah. got and a good life you're supporting a pennsylvania family yeah. and a butcher yeah. a pennsylvania yeah. butcher. butcher so it's two yeah. different families that's that you awesome. support yeah. and i like the bacon is phenomenal see i gotta try this i gotta try this man I'll produce. let you know because yeah, I can't get please. a I can't get a pig this year, so you yeah. can have mine. <laughs> Every, everything That's around awesome. here, every farm around here, um, the the quality of the food is just. Incredible. So much better. Uh, like, they care about yeah. what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Like a corporate entity, it's just a. And I think people don't realize if you treat the, the treat the animal well, it tastes better. Well, and that's kind of yeah. my whole yeah. thing. You know, it's like I, you know, there's a lot of thought about going into veganism or vegetarianism yeah. because of this issue with yeah. the and with the way that meat are being treated. And I understand that, but yeah. I kind of think of it as like ethically raised. You know, can we get ethical meat here? Yes. Yeah. You know, can I know the farmer? who raises my pig he also yeah. raises my vegetables because i do a csa through him as well and oh, wow and i personally know his practices and yeah. i know him as a person plug the farmer i don't care his name oh it's purple pepper purple pepper farming purple pepper farms oh that's awesome they're just Trevor right down Brown. Here. Yeah. yeah he's amazing yeah and even though he's not technically organic yeah. his practices are organic and yeah. he told me the reason he didn't actually get the organic certification was because he didn't want to pass the cost on to his customers yeah. yeah, because I get becoming that. organic is very costly. Well, I tell you, it's really, it's really weird how it's you know how that whole thing is subsidized too. And then in um, STEM, North Carolina, where we were before we moved here, there were several organic farms, and there was signage everywhere. And the weeds on the side of the highway would get like eight, nine feet tall, <laughs> right? Because there's no they spray. Couldn't spray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it was crazy; you couldn't see anything. Like, is there a house back there? Like, <laughs> it was natural. Yeah, it was very natural. I was happy. <laughs> with it because i could let my weeds grow and i was but, good you know, <laughs> right, look, right. The, the bees the bees you know yeah they're happy pollinate 
pollinate the flowers of the, you know, they're not yeah. they're weeds to some people, the herbs to some other people. Me, my, but my neighbors hate me because I let the goldenrod grow. Well, I'm the same yeah. way. I feel like my neighbors all hate me too because I have a lot of like perennials and what look like weeds in yes. my yard. And I'm like, I know you all are just like scheming behind your, yes. behind your curtains going what? like that. She had horrible yard. Oh, that's <laughs> awful. She needs a lawn. <laughs> I took my lawn out. Yeah. I did. And awesome. I don't want to take my lawn out. It's not natural. And it's killing off natural plant and the flora and fauna here has, has been pretty much destroyed we we've lost so many native plants because of lawns mm-hmm. and fertilizers mm-hmm. and weed killers mm-hmm. yeah 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 and i'm, I'm kind of sick of it i just that so i just let it go i <laughs> 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 give a side i'm like yeah. well and I, I kind of am like i just don't care anymore I don't either i mean it's like, yeah, don't look you if you don't get, like yeah, it yeah if you don't like it it's fine just put I your cloaking hat on use your sickle they'll, they'll, <laughs> yeah. they'll leave you alone what I'm coming over to help you park. <laughs> right. I would say I planted an elder, so I've got an elder. I've, I just put in a lilac. Oh, so. I love lilac. Yeah, I'm trying with all these medicinal herbs. I have echinacea, yeah. all these things, because, A, they're great for pollinators, yes. and they help kind of rewild everything. They help with the ground. They make the ground better. And they're pretty. They're beautiful. Yes. They're gorgeous, and yeah. you can use them, right? Mm-hmm. So. Actually, the elder I'm plant, I'm gonna cut and make some wands out Ooh, of. I think elder wands. Look at you. Mm-hmm. I would say oh. this is my resolution for this year is that I'm actually gonna own my witchy nature. Yes. Because for too long, I mean, I've been burned at the stake twice, girl. Yeah. yeah. At least. <laughs> And persecuted for many lifetimes yeah. about oh my, my healing and witchy oh, nature, yeah. for sure. And this is finally a lifetime in a way yeah. that is a little less persecutorial, yes. at least. You know, for as a much little. as... I mean, for as much <laughs> as we complain about everything, at least think people are a little more open-minded. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of Christian customers, and they love us, and we love them back. And it's like, it's it's one of those weird intersections here. Where people sort of get it. They get that prayer is magic. Mm-hmm. You're, you're doing spells when you're praying. You know, you're doing spells when you're ingesting the, the flesh and the blood. Mm-hmm. It's like they kind of get it. And it's weird because down south, when we when we left, oh, they didn't get it. Uh, they wanted to <laughs> kill you. Okay. Yeah, well, the same ones writhing on the floor holding snakes. Yeah, right. Uh, okay. you know, thank yeah, you. And you don't think okay, that that's so, yeah. yeah Calm saying. down. Falling out in the spirit <laughs> and babbling and. Speaking in tongues and throwing themselves over chairs. It was ridiculous. <laughs> I was like, we do this, but we call that a mosh pit. Yeah. Well, you've seen the, you've seen the evangelical or, where they're jumping around and dancing and they yes, set it to like Slipknot or something. It. Where they're jumping around. And it was, no, it was it's awesome. The bodies hit the floor. <laughs> one. I can count to one, two. I can count to two. <laughs> It was freaking great. I was like, oh my, have you seen that? No, I haven't. But I, I'm going to have to take a look at that. Yes. Oh my goodness. And I think that that is what is so fascinating, right? Because yeah. like Christianity has taken so many things from witchcraft, yes. from paganism. Absolutely. Because Everything. they wanted people who were already practicing those things to take notice and yes. to keep into it. And they're like, okay, yeah. well, if we're going to be the colonizers, mm-hmm. then we want you to at least feel a little bit okay about we this. We want you to feel mm-hmm. welcome. Like Mithras and Christmas and Constantine bringing Christianity to Rome. And he was like, yeah, we can work that in. Right. Christians are making more money than we are, so we're going to work this in. And they're going to feel comfortable, <laughs> and they're going to come to our church instead of that temple. But, yeah, that was a whole – it was a whole freaking thing. I'm like – Except now yeah. 
see like in Greece, the temples are making a resurgence. Yes, I love that. They're Have you seen it? They're bringing back the, the ancient temples and rebuilding them. Yeah. Good. New and, ones. And people are yeah. actually worshiping. Good. Yeah. It's amazing. Good. I'm They're in love. Going back to their indigenous yeah. roots. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. I wish more people would return to their indigenous roots. Mm. I think, you know, it's it's... We've lost so much culturally. We've lost so much linguistically, mm-hmm. spiritually. It's just insane what we've we've given up for, you know, that momentary. Well, and yeah. it's a lot of generational trauma healing yeah, in is. order to be able to do that, though. Yeah. And that is not easy. No, it's not. And I will 100% tell you that I have, <laughs> I've been doing that work for seven years yes. now. And it is not easy and yeah. it is not a road that a lot of people want to go down no, they don't. because you got to face all of your trauma yeah you got to face all of the generational trauma the yeah. world trauma all of these things and it is not fun no it's not and if you don't face it you're passing it on to the next generation yeah and if you think in a traditionalist manner like a, a traditional tribal person you're always thinking about the next generation or the next seven generations as it were you know and trying to make things better for them you're not so worried about your time here it's what are you leaving for the generation that's coming behind you and we don't think like that no yeah and it's it's kind of it's kind of me 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 i i i it's really well yeah. look at the kids nowadays you know yeah. they, they got their grandparents going when i was your age oh, yeah when you were my age a house cost 25 dollars. yes i know there was that too yeah <laughs> truly you, you, yeah. Were, you were paying on 200 bucks a month rent yeah. that same place is two thousand dollars i now. think mom and dad paid yeah. fifteen thousand for their place yeah. and it was like five acres in a house yeah. dang yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And, i mean and, and the wages have not gone up yeah with the cost no not at all not you at know. all these kids are lazy yeah. no yeah. no they're they're burnt out. That's yeah. what they it's are. It's because yeah. of the, the <laughs> oh, green, yeah. Yeah. me, me, me yeah. generation that, you know. Oh, yeah. Took, well, took, took. I would say I was watching some reels on Instagram last night just cackling because there was some about the millennials. Because I'm technically an old. I'm like You're the oldest. I am. I am. I'm an elder millennial. I'm like the oldest of the millennials. <laughs> and it's like this one person I was dying because I was like, how do you know my brain? Right. And it's like <laughs> you literally have like, you know, stress is your go to because it's the thing that has gotten you through. Yes. Oh, yeah. But yet, you know that you can't keep doing it because you're burnt out but yet it's still the thing that you go to every time because you have to push through all the garbage absolutely and i'm like how did you just like get into my head right now yeah (laughs) right (laughs) like the girl with the post i made about the ghosting in the kava yeah y'all you out here ghosting each other that's a stress reaction it's your anxiety is showing (laughs) i saw that and i was like yes Yes. she said i feel so called out i didn't didn't expect to come here and get called out today we weren't trying to call you out We love you. We're trying to help. We're, we're in the same boat. So yeah. Oh, bad. my God. We're all rowing this thing in a circle. I ghost everybody on Monday and Tuesday. I'm like, nope. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's called self-preservation. Yes. Yeah. You know, and it's interesting because I had to have this discussion with these girls I work with about boundaries. Yeah. Right? Oh. You know, about this idea of, like, it's not just, like, a physical boundary, but it's also an emotional boundary. Oh, yeah. And yes. that, you know, with this energy, you have to make sure that you are very thoughtful about mm. this. Because mm-hmm. we, we're doing implementation of new services and all this. And so we got started on this new site. And she's like, okay, I'm going to go talk to these person. I'm like, no, no, wait. Mm-hmm. I'm like, just let, let us Dial simmer. it down. Right. I was like, let yeah. us simmer. And she was like, what? what? And I'm like, it's okay. 
Yeah. Like, it's all right, you know? And this site in particular has kind of been just, like, apathetic about everything. And so us being the outsiders coming in, oh yeah, you know, they That's don't hard. really care. Yeah. But now finally someone from the inside is like, we want this thing. And I'm like, let them go. <laughs> yes. Let them run with it. And we'll come in and we'll still be able to do the yeah. stuff that we need to do. But like, do not continue with this idea that like, you have to fix everything. No, yeah, yeah. you only you wait until problems arise. Don't, well, don't fix what's broken right now. Yeah, 100%, right? Yeah. And it's like, I think I've started a new, enough clinics and businesses and things to realize that, like, there are lulls yeah. and there are things. And just because you're not busy right now doesn't mean that things aren't happening. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right? You got to kind of let things simmer. You're letting you got to let things go. It's the hardest thing to do as a business owner, too. It totally it is. is. I was yeah. telling one of my one of my um, employees about this, too, because she was like, ah, oh, I can't get into this service or I can't get these people to do it. And I'm like, look. You are doing amazing right now. Aww. You are doing phenomenally well. You have done all of these things. You know, do not sell yourself short on this and know that this right here is the absolute hardest part of this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is the waiting. Yeah. Is the okay, I put all those things out there yeah. and now I'm waiting for that to come back yeah, to me. It is. And this is the place where everybody quits. And you start it's ter- having it's terrorizing. And, and then you know, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They don't and like me. Hundred you know. percent, right? <laughs> oh, I'm able to do this, this, and this, but this person over here is the one that I'm trying to focus on and they don't want my stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, and it's like, put that one on the shelf. Yeah. Focus on the stuff that's going well. Focus on the people that actually want your help and want you. Yes. And guess what? That one over there, they'll come back around. Yeah. Yeah. Once they see all the good, amazing stuff that you're doing and they hear through the grapevine that this thing is happening, they're going to want it. I feel called out. I do too. (laughs) I do too. I feel like she's talking directly to us. (laughs) But that's thing right you know you kind of you have to just let like this is all about manifesting right yeah yeah. you put that stuff out there in the universe forget about it and you've got to let it go and you have to let go of the actual result yeah because then when it comes back you're like oh yeah yeah yeah, i did that i did that yeah i did that and the self-talk it's got to yes. be positive. You got to be the biggest, the baddest. You got to be Muhammad Ali, float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. You know, you got to be a, the biggest badass in the room in your head. And that's yeah. incredibly difficult. It is because the self-deprecation person from the South here yes. is constantly self-deprecating. Well, me and yeah. people pleaser over yeah. here. Yeah, you same. know, it's like, well, mm-hmm. if not everybody around me is happy, so I did something wrong. I must have wrong. done something bad. I did something yeah. wrong, right? And it's like, no, no, yeah. no. Yeah. You know, people have their own personalities. Yeah. People have, you know, some e- some people are easier to get along with with others. Yeah. You know, and and those ones that aren't as easy to get around along with, you know, they have their own demons they have their own issues they're dealing with something 100 and i think that's one of the things for me that i'm like okay you know it's not me yeah yeah it's not me this is obviously their problem their issue Mm -hmm. and it's been hard to learn and and it's terrible and it feels like garbage yeah it does but if you can release it and also give them some compassion because obviously their life ain't easy either yeah no because yeah. it yeah. wouldn't be so mean and nasty if life was yeah. sunshine and rainbows. Oh, no, exactly. It is. It totally sure. is, and yeah. it's an insecurity. Mm-hmm. And and you just got to see it for what it is. One of my big my, one of my big problems is making light of everything. Yeah, <laughs> I don't mean to. I'm doing that to protect myself. That's a stress reaction mm-hmm. for me. And people take it wrong. I'm making jokes because 
look, I, I want it to go away. Yes. I want the toxic out. So I make jokes about it. I make light of it. It reduces it. It lessens it. But other people see that as me reducing them. Mm-hmm. And I got to learn that one because I'm bad about it. Yeah. yeah. Well, That's just I, gallows humor. <laughs> you, you worked in a police department for how many years? I did, and I worked construction. You know. So I do have Well, and I humor. say, and that's a learned behavior yeah. on your yeah, part, right? You've had to do that as a protection mechanism for yourself. 100%. And so I still do it every day. Yeah. Every day. Yeah. And that's something that, you know, now you're thoughtful about that. Yeah. Okay, I know this is a thing. And so catch yourself. Yeah. Oh, I would have normally said this. Yeah. You know, I'm not even, you know, and it's funny because like, I don't talk as much as I used to because I don't feel like I need to prove myself yeah, as much as right. I did before. That's a good place to be. And yeah. I had, I had like a boss who was kind of like, I went, I was sitting at a table, we were having lunch, all this, and all, everybody else is talking about stuff, talking about things that... I don't know these people are talking about. I don't know who, what's going on, all this. Yeah. So, like, I don't need to say anything. No. I don't need to have any kind of part of this conversation. And he looked at me. He's like, wow, you're really quiet. Is yeah. everything okay? I'm like, yeah, yeah I'm fine. everything's I'm fine. I'm just observing. You know, that's not yeah. the coach in me. You yeah. know, I want to observe. I want to see what's going on. Mm-hmm. I want to figure out people's personalities and understand mm-hmm. them. So, that in that way, later yeah. on. You know how to I approach have, them. 100%, yeah. right? Yep. Yep. And and I think that's the thing you kind of learn. That's like, okay, I don't I don't need to have a comment about everything. I yeah. don't need to have a stance on everything. I don't need to have a witty repartee about whatever it is. Mm. Yeah, I got yelled yeah. at about that in corporate because I'd be on a call and I would be doing that. Yeah, and my boss is IMing me. You need to say some stuff. <laughs> I don't <laughs> say have anything what? to say. Right. Yeah. Well, I don't know, but you need to you need to interject. You need to you know so you show you're engaged. I'm like I'm engaged. They can see me on the camera. I'm like, <laughs> am I thinking about what they're talking about all the time? Probably not. No. Um, I'm probably over here thinking you about the guitar. Would get upset with me because I wouldn't yeah. jump into every mm-hmm. conversation with a comment. I'm like I don't need to comment on everything. I, I learned, agree. I'm I not an not expert. To do they're that the expert. I'm yeah. listening. I'm learning. Yeah. yeah. It drove me insane. Well, I worked with a bunch of women in corporate, and women can be really catty. And if you interject too much, then they think you're trying to control them and what they're trying to say, and you're trying to control their their manner of speaking. And so it's a double-edged sword there. If you don't interject and you don't say something about whatever it is you're working on, your projects you're familiar with, then they get mad at you for not saying anything. Then you're too timid. And, right? and if you do yeah. interject, you're being too much of a boss bitch. And yeah, yeah. you go from zero to bitch. Yeah, yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's, it, yeah, it's yeah. a crazy line. Yeah. Yeah. It is. You know, it's either too little or too much mm-hmm. or whatever, whatever, you know. And like, I sometimes, you know, now that yeah. I, you know, you observe, you look yeah. at this and, you know, and it's funny because like, I understand now because I'm like, oh, who's the overwhelming negative view in the room? (laughs) I can tell you exactly where they're coming from. I know what site you are from 100% because I understand this now. Yeah. Yeah. And the funny thing is that pause. That silent pause oh, has so much that. power. Yeah, <laughs> they hate that. Yes, they really get to. Oh, you really get, get to so see them. Uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> Awkward silence. Must oh, fill the void. Must fill the void. It's so funny, and I use it, it all the time. I do too. It's you know, bizarre. when I'm doing coaching for clients and things, it's like people need a minute to think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's like you ask them a deep, probing question. A lot of times, people don't think on that level. No, no. they don't. You know, and it's like and so. You have to, them. Right. You have yeah. to give them time to think about what it actually is the answer to that. And sometimes people are like blah 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 because they just want to get it out. Fill get you the away space. from them. Get they want to fill the space, you know, all this and like <laughs> it's so funny. And people are like, oh, How can you handle this? I'm like, 
you got to let people breathe for yeah. a minute. Yeah. Let them speak their piece. Yeah. Let them speak their piece. It's okay. You know, yeah. a little dead time yeah. is not the worst thing ever, even though no. everyone's like, <laughs> you need to be saying something. Oh, my goodness. Yes. It's a very powerful punctuation mark. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I do it sometimes when somebody's really pissing me off. <laughs> I'll just get really quiet and just sit and smile at them. Well, because yeah. if you're not arguing back, yeah, they, then they're like, wait a minute. Well, remember I was telling you this morning, he was assigned, you know, to manage this project in ServiceNow. Yeah. Guess who did the project in ServiceNow? Yeah. Yeah. Didn't even know how to log into ServiceNow, but then he had to give a but presentation his to his boss and I was on the line and he's, what's the answer to that? And no. I, was, I was answering him. Then, right. I, then I just kind of went. Not answering mm-hmm. you anymore. You should know this shit. So that awkward silence. Was hilarious. Yes. <laughs> well, and that's the thing, yeah, right? You, you know, it's like, yeah. <laughs> and I, and then, and my role too is like I don't necessarily mind being the 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 wizard behind the curtain kind no, of thing. No, no, I'm right? fine with that. Yeah. yeah. Let you know, I'm yeah. happy to make sure that the things roll. I'm happy to let all the stuff go. Oh, that was nice. I don't is that know what our, that was. Is that our, so, okay, it's time to go. That was a singing, singing bowl bong, it sounded like. I was like, where the hell did that come from? Oh, it's oh, here. <laughs> so you're just putting it in their ear. <laughs> That's a nice sound. This is for you guys. Relax. It's like a singing bowl. Listen, listen to the beautiful waves of sound as they wash over your body. Okay. God. <laughs> Awkward silence. Antics. <laughs> I would say we can take a pause right now. Yeah. It's fine. Everybody pause. Breathe. Ah, no, I didn't say toke. I said breathe. <laughs> puff, puff, pass. Right? But I can't do it anymore. No, So here's the question. Are they going to legalize this year? I don't know. They're talking about July. I hope so. I mean, as, if we could get it from Schedule 1 down yeah. to something else, that would be good. Yeah. Because Schedule 1 it's is ridiculous. craziness because literally the definition of Schedule 1 is that there is no known medical use yes. for that agent. Which is complete yeah. bullshit. Well, 100%. Yeah. Just, it's it's just political. a harmful narcotic yeah. at that point. I mean, cocaine yeah. is Schedule 2. Yeah. yeah. And we actually, when I used to work in the hospital, we kept cocaine in our vault because you use it for, for ENT yes, surgeries. for packing yeah. the nose. So you pack yeah. the nose, yeah. which cracked me up because one day as a technician, I'm walking in to see my boss weighing cocaine out <gasps> on a scale <laughs> You're gonna do in the pharmacy. And I'm like, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> Getting it's ready for surgeries, right? I was like, oh my gosh, like I didn't know that was a thing. The theme for Miami Vice comes on. Yes. I actually hated it. Because I was a speed freak. Mm. And I tried Coke and it made me mean as shit. Not surprised. Um like nasty. And I was like, I can't control this. Where is this rage coming from? I was a good little sheltered boy. Oh, you were a good little sheltered boy until you met me. Yeah, then I married the chick that can roll with one hand. <laughs> I'm like, Telling all my secrets. Hot. <laughs> oh, it puts me out there. It's terrible. <laughs> Not everybody needs to know everything, John. I haven't told this everything. Is, this is time for a moment of silence, John. Pause. Of silence. <laughs> but I want to get back to nutrition. Yeah, I, I do. Think, I, think, I think this is a topic that we, as 
Americans don't really focus a lot on is nutrition, right? And I think when from a health perspective, it is so incredibly important what you put in your body. Yes, it is. Right? It's everything. Food is life. Right? You know, and like we've talked about how, you know, your blood pressure issues. Oh, it was worse than that. It was an aortic diabetic. Yeah. 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 Yeah, A a hospital chain who shall be not not be named. They should be named. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I went in because I was having gastric distress. It was horrible. I couldn't get in any position. I couldn't sleep. I couldn't sit. I couldn't do anything. And I, I went into the clinic of the place that shall not be named. And um, my blood pressure was it's right down the street. 218 over, uh, what, 180? Mm-hmm. And like, you can go to the hospital. I'm like, Struggle. not yours. I'm not going to your hospital. Mm-mm. Um and I went and saw, tried to see the doctor, saw another doctor, so I couldn't see mine because, you know, that's the way the hospital that shall not be named is, operates. Yes. Um, Can't see your own damn doctor. one A1C test, one single test, didn't say a word, and I went to go pick up my blood pressure meds from the pharmacy, and there was two meds there. And I'm like, well, what the hell is that? They're like, oh, that's for your diabetes, your type 2 diabetes. What? So I got Man. diagnosed by the pharmacy clerk. Not even not the, the pharmacist. Not even the, the pharmacist. It was the clerk. Mm-hmm. Like the scope of their service was registered, and that's who I got diagnosed by. Yeah. And so I went and saw um, Emily at NEPA Community Health Center in Clifford, mm. Pennsylvania, because yes. she's fucking awesome. Emily Garris. Yeah. Um, Amazing. And got a proper diagnosis, proper care, and uh, ch- it was a nutrition change. It was mm-hmm. a diet change that did it. Um, And thanks to Mary Ellen, she recommended the shake that we're on, this Premier Protein. It's It's amazing. 100% natural whey protein. There's nothing in it that's bad, Mm -hmm. at least for me. And he can take the flax seeds and stuff. Yeah, and the other the, one. It's we, killing him. We've lost weight. We've I've felt the best I've felt in twenty years. We've cut sugar out of our diets, and yeah. the issue went away. Like yeah. it went away. It didn't take a pill. It took nutrition. Yeah, and yeah. I think that is yeah. what I think is so fascinating about nutrition, yeah. right? Because it's like if you give your body the right building blocks, your body mm-hmm. knows what to do with it. And nutrition, you have three opportunities a day yeah. to put the right things in your body yep. to make it operate. And then yeah. your body is happy yeah. oh, and yeah. it heals itself. I mean, I'm yeah. in the same boat. I I woke up with nausea for a year. Oh, every day, terrible, horrible nausea, and <laughs> couldn't figure out what was wrong with me. You know, and I'm like, okay, I've always had gut issues. I've always had heartburn. Mm-hmm. Me, the empath, I've always had gut problems because I feel everything, right? Yep. And I'm under stress. I'm all this. I was on, you know, acid suppression drugs when I was in high school because Jeez. I had horrible GERD and all this kind of stuff. And yeah. finally kind of like figured out what was going on, did a low FODMAP diet which is a lot of times they recommend this for people who have like irritable bowel disease or if you think that they have a SIBO, which is like an infection in your small intestine. Mm-hmm. And wouldn't you know it, you take all these offending agents out of your system and then your body has the opportunity to heal itself. Yes, absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. Another thing, too, I kind of want to interject here 
is I didn't take it personally when he stopped using herbs and went back to his blood pressure medication. And people that are coming in here buying herbs and they're trying to switch things up and do a more healthy route, you need to know your limitations. Yes. And when somebody's life is in danger, it is it is time for you to recognize that and not take this personally. Sometimes the herbs are not powerful enough. Sometimes the, the, the herbs that have been synthesized into drugs are just what's needed. So you need your blood work. You need your testing. You need to keep a look at your levels when you're doing this. And this is why I always tell people, be sure you're, you're taking a look at your levels and be sure you speak to your doctor about interactions and stuff like that. A hundred percent. Yeah. A hundred percent. And when I work with clients who are on cancer therapy, yeah. you know, we did a, I did a lot of nutrition counseling with them you know supplements other herbs things like that and again it's like i always told my clients i'm like you got to tell your doctor that i am involved in your care yes you do a hundred percent you know because it's not a i don't want the doctor to feel like i'm stepping on their toes because some doctors are gonna not take that well sure but also too like to understand that like Show the doctor that there are other ways. Yes, you yeah, know, absolutely. Look at your look at this patient. This patient is doing abnormally well. Yeah. What's going on? What are the things that yeah. are happening with here? Oh well, I'm working with Jenna. Yeah. Because Jenna is telling me how to eat, how to detoxify, get yes. that chemo out of your system at the appropriate time. Absolutely. And I think that's where my pharmacy <laughs> knowledge is really helpful because I understand the half-life of the drug mm-hmm. and the dwell time and oh, all God, this yeah. kind of stuff. You know, you have the best of both worlds. Yes. Well, exactly. You know, yeah. now why can't I use all of the tools? I think that's yeah. the answer, too, is the best of both worlds. Because yes. there is good in Western yeah. medicine. Yes, truly, there is. And there truly. Is, there are, and you do need them. There are exceptional physicians out there that yeah. understand that. Mm-hmm. And the key is to finding them. Yeah. Yes. I found one at NEPA Community Health Center <laughs> in Clifford, Pennsylvania. Shameless plug, shameless plug. And Wigaris. <laughs> but I think Who that's is fucking it. awesome. And I, you <laughs> have to find those providers that are willing yes. to, to, A, first think that they don't know everything. Right. Yeah. Because the reality is, is you cannot, you cannot know everything. Not at all, ever. There is too much stuff out there. there. Are too many yeah. variables to too. know everything. Oh yeah, no one can know that. No, yeah. Yeah. and and if we, if you're gonna say that you know everything, it's pure ego. Yeah, oh, God, it yeah. is. It absolutely is. That applies to everything. Yeah, by the way. Um, yeah that applies to magical practitioners oh, as well, and car salesmen. Yeah, yeah. They're yeah. like, how long have you been doing this? I don't know, thirty some years. Oh yeah, you must be an expert. <laughs> no. no, actually, I'm getting worse. By the day. Yes. I, I am dumber the than I was I last The more I freaking learned, the less yeah. I damn know. Yeah. Yes. I'm, yeah. Not, yeah. I'm not certain of anything, <laughs> but except I think that I'm not certain of anything. But I love that, right? Because, I mean, I'm such a, I'm such a book nerd. I'm such a learner girl that I'm like, you wait, there's this whole other thing oh, yeah. that I had no idea about. Absolutely. That means that yes. now I get to go down another rabbit hole. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Here comes Alice. Yeah. Well, that was like our frustration with practice, too, because, you know, back in the 80s and 90s, there was nothing but Fruit Loop fluff bullshit, especially yeah. if it came to the word Celtic. Yeah. Everything's oh, my God. Celtic. It was awful. And that's why we, we jumped for joy when we when we met Morgan Daimler and started reading her books and started and reading Pagan. Irish school. pagan school and they're yeah. like and scholarly and academic in their approach Celtic yet they're source. still spiritual you can yeah. be both yeah insist on accuracy mm-hmm. in your information yeah. and still be a spiritual practitioner yeah and we still get beat up yeah. for that yeah. i mean we're still taking the guff from the love and lighters 
that, but you should just feel it. It's because you're threatening their cash yeah, cow. Yeah, I know. I, I get yeah. that. Well, and that's the, what I think <laughs> is so interesting. So I'm a Reiki practitioner, mm-hmm. and like Reiki is both measurable. Yes, there's oh, scientific studies out there to show you that. You know, a Reiki master, the hurts coming out of their hands is measurable and is in tune with the frequency of what it is that they're trying to fix. So if your bone regulates at this frequency and your heart goes at this frequency Mm -hmm. and all these things, then the Reiki practitioner's own frequency changes in line with that in order to have healing. And I think that is why the medical community is now like, okay, energy healing is actually a thing. Yeah. The VA uses it. Did you know that? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And as a Reiki practitioner myself, I mean, I am constantly fascinated all the time that I literally can send Reiki energy across the damn world and somebody else will feel it. Yeah. Yeah. That is amazing. It is so incredibly fascinating to me. And psilocybin says it's true. The little little trip I took on psilocybin. (laughs) She's like, it's a mycelial network. It looks like a neural network. Yeah. And it runs through everything in the world and everything in the universe because we're first spore. Mm-hmm. So that's how that works is it's on that little network we're sending. You know, I don't want to go outside barefoot anymore after that trip. Oh, I do. <laughs> Send it to me. Freaking trip. Freaking but I think, you know, like, you know, kind of going back to like prayer, that's literally the same thing, yes. right? You know, okay, I'm sending good intentions. I'm sending, you know, I'm sending love and light. I'm sending, you know, praise. I'm yes. doing all the things. It is all energy work. Yes, it is. And it's all connected. Yet, if, you know, you call it this thing and I call it another thing, it's all the same yes, thing. Yes, it is. It's all energy. It's energy all the same thing, right? You know, yeah. and it's like. They have, they have, you know, you hear miracles of people in prayer circles that, mm-hmm. you know, have come sure. out and it's the same thought sure. process as Reiki energy. Yeah. And, and I think it's just funny because some people are like, well, this is a thing, but this isn't. Yeah. It's all the same. It's hilarious. Well, even yeah. Mary Ellen with yeah. all her years of training, she's like, look, it's energy work. Yeah. You can put a fancy name on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's energy work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Energy is energy is energy. And it was yeah. the most factual thing I had heard in a while about, yeah. you know, it was just yeah, there's a lot of bullshit Reiki practitioners too. Yeah, yes, there is. There's there a lot is. of people there that studied for like, oh, I studied for four weeks. Yeah, well, fuck off. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. you need a an actual accredited training from yeah. someone that knows what and the hers hell was doing. years so, and hers yeah. was years well but yeah. you yeah. need that because Absolutely. like you have to tap into the network somebody. but you also yeah. have to tap into the network in order for it to be fa- effective too yes, right and in order to do that you yourself mm-hmm. have to have done the work yeah. in order to be open to that right you can't just be a reiki practitioner and be like I have all this excess baggage. I have yeah. all these un, you know, these things on um, these I dark holes that, that yeah. I don't want to go down. Yeah. You can't yeah. do that no. because in order for you to heal somebody else, you yourself have to have been healed first, yes. and you need to keep yes. constant at that. I see that yes. a lot. You see a lot of healer burnout. We've seen it here, mm-hmm. and then the healer gets to where they're going in another room and they're crying, and yes. they're just and they're just wasted, and it's pitiful, and you feel so bad for them. And then at the same, t- by the same token, you don't want them to go on to the next patient. No. Because you're just putting that energy into that person. They're carrying away all that baggage with them. 
Right. And I'm like, you have a responsibility. Yes. You've got to, you've got to stay healed. Yes. It's, it's no different than, you know, a physician coming to work intoxicated. No, exactly. Or a pilot. You have a responsibility to the people that you're there to help to Mm -hmm. be squared away. Well, and there's emotional burnout that happens all the time in medicine for that very reason. Right. Hours they work. The hours they work, they, they themselves are not nutritionally sound because they were never, they were never trained on what is the, right. They don't have time they have all this stress and yet you know you're then expected to go into a room and then heal somebody else when you yourself are in shambles yeah you can't that's not fair that's not fair to the person that you're treating but it's also not fair to yourself absolutely and it's not just energy it's not just they like the energy they like the attention at that point yes and people in that kind of frame of reference when they're really sick and they're really terrified they need all your attention i'm sorry and your compassion yes they absolutely do i think it comes down to actually being in the right headspace too because if you're approaching any of this whether it's reiki energy healing tarot the craft anything if you're if your heart's not in the right place if you're if this is just a money-making scheme yeah oh i'm going to get my reiki master and then i can charge x amount and this is what i'm going to do for a living and you might do it for a living, but you've got to take care of mm-hmm. itself first. You need to be yeah. right first. Yeah. If you're just doing it to make a quick buck. You need to not be in physical and emotional turmoil that's not the reason. when you're doing it. You should be of service. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, and if you don't consider yourself of service, yeah. you're, you're wasting everybody's time, especially yeah, sure. yours. Well, absolutely. And, and life is too short, but it's also too long mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. feel like garbage all the time. Yeah. Oh, yes. And so why would you not utilize all of these things at your disposal to help heal yourself? Absolutely. Absolutely. Right? You got to be right first. Yes. And I think, you know, I think in our culture too, particularly for women, oh, it's selfish for you to to put time out for yourself. It's selfish for you to say that you don't want to be around your family or your children for an hour. Or it's selfish if you don't want to have children. What the hell is that? That's crazy. Yeah. And, you know, all this, and it's like, no, no. You cannot heal others. You cannot be of service to others unless you yourself are in a good headspace. Yes. Unless you yourself are not burnt out. Yeah. Unless you yourself are not feeling in a manner that you feel like you can handle the overwhelm and the crazy and the ridiculous because that stuff is not going away. No, yeah. it's not. Yeah. And so you need to figure out a way to deal with all of that. Absolutely. And it is not selfish to not take time to figure that stuff out. I yeah. think you need to be responsible to do it. Yeah, yeah. you do. It's irresponsible do. not to take and the time. And you have to understand that you're constantly going to have to do it. This is another thing I've heard recently. Well, I've done my shadow work. And I just have to laugh. Never, no, you're not, never you're not done. You always. It never yeah. ends. Yeah. <laughs> You're not done. No. Oh. I mean, we'll hit a wall. Oh, my God. And, and go, yeah. okay, we need a minute. Yeah. Right. I mean, doing constant <laughs> yeah. shadow work all the time yeah. is yeah. damn exhausting. It is. Yeah, it And, is. you know, if you do it, do it, do it, do it, do it, good. But, like, you also need time off from that as well. You like, need, you yeah. can't keep Joy doing it your all the time. Work. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Not everything yeah. is magical practice, too. Sometimes no. you just need to go get groceries. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, sometimes you just need a human shit. And sometimes you, know? you just need to sit with your damn feelings. Yeah. I mean. 
mean, oh, and that's hard. Yeah, it is. Oh, yeah. They ghost their own feelings. Mm-hmm. It's terrible. We have been taught to push that thing in the back and go watch our, something on our phone or yes. play a video game or watch a movie on TV. We've been taught to do that to self-soothe. Mm-hmm. And that's why we're in the shitty shape that we're in now as a, as a whole society and ghosting people and treating them like crap, you know, rather than dealing with it head on. It's normally... That person that you want to go talk to is not going to yell and scream at you if you go talk to them as a reasonable human being. Correct. They're going to they're gonna understand and they're going to see where you're coming from. And maybe, maybe you were wrong and they didn't mean to hurt you and that it wasn't the intention at all. But you're never going to know that if you ghost them and go into your anxiety and go back to drinking or whatever it is you do to soothe. You know, so, uh, God. <laughs> well, and it's drinking, but it's also whatever drug du jour yes. you feel like doing, too, right? You yeah. know, because it's like, I mean, working in the cannabis industry, I've seen a lot of people that are using cannabis for the wrong reasons. Yes. Oh, oh yeah. my God, yeah. And, you know, okay, you know, I was an alcoholic, and now I'm I'm using cannabis. I'm sorry, you're just trading one addiction for another. You are, you are. And, you know, yeah. just because you have undealt with issues does not mean that this is going to magically heal you. No. Mm. You still have to deal with your garbage. Well, the yep. same thing's happening in sacred medicine. And any native will tell you this. We don't use it. We use it very freaking sparingly. Yes. And it's in usually ceremony. in ceremony. And it's usually for stages of a life. Mm-hmm. You know, they're at a certain stage at a certain level of learning. So there are certain drugs in the sacred in the sacred makeup that are not accessible by you until you've learned certain things and you've reached a certain point a certain pinnacle in your in your lifetime yes and now people are going to it using the sacred medicine and i've got some people very mad with me for saying the truth about this right now um that the sacred medicine is being abused yeah because it's not a spiritual experience you're having you're fucking high mm-hmm. and that's not a spiritual experience until you figure out how to get the DMT in in you without the drug, like how to have that experience, how to leave your body without the aid of drugs, and how to be able to come back and come back safely, then you're not going to get anything out of that spiritual experience with that drug except high and possibly ruin your life. Well, and it doesn't serve you. Not at all. You know, and you're now just trading your pain for something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're not actually dealing with whatever the issue Absolutely is. Absolutely not. And and that's not the role of this. No. The role of sacred medicine is to expand the mind. Right. And to see the things that you haven't seen before. Yeah. I mean, it was interesting. I was watching Ancient Aliens yesterday, and they were talking about Einstein, which is like, like, it was such a good episode. But they were kind of talking about this because apparently he went into the Akashic space. He like had meditation time that he would sit and he would puzzle out all of these things. And he wrote, you know, four amazing papers in one year, which is just like crazy, right? Like Mm -hmm. nobody does that kind of stuff. But he did it because... He used the medicine yes. in the appropriate ways to figure out these problems, and he did it in the right way. Yeah, he also had that other trick. Did you hear about the rim trick that they used to do? Him and a couple of others, I think it was him and Da Vinci, they would hold like a heavy ball or object in their hand, and they 
recline back in their chair and get almost into that REM space. Mm. And then the ball would drop and it, they would wake up and that was the minute that they could solve problems because mm-hmm. they were in between what? Theta and Delta. And in that space, you can really, really figure things out. You can see more broadly and right. more, with more in depth. And I was like, that's crazy. I'm going to have to try that. But everybody has the ability to do that. Yes, absolutely. You know, and I think mm-hmm. that's something too that we don't necessarily realize. It's like you can be a Da Vinci. Yes. You can be an Einstein. You learn that through meditation, through being still, Mm -hmm. through, you know, telling your subconscious to figure out this problem that I have and going to sleep and, you know, learning about it in the dream time. Yes, ma'am. And these are all amazing, wonderful tools that every human has access to. And they don't cost a darn thing. No, they don't. Well, God damn it. They told me I had magical powers. Right? Damn it. You mean I can't tap that rabbit over? I can't wiggle my nose for shit. (laughs) I know. I tried. I've tried all my life. It doesn't work. But people have that misconception. Well, you have powers. No, motherfucker. Everybody has energy. Yeah, I just put in work. Yeah, you can do it too. Yeah. Anybody can do. So you might it. want to put your hands on a little bit. Just Not a, a special bit. snowflake. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. I mean, some people are a little there. It's easier for some people to get you, there than you others. You may be more yeah. inclined to. You know, yeah. it's yeah. like our old coven. You know, we we looked at who is more inclined. Some people are better at divination. Some people mm-hmm. are better at this. Some people are better at that. Cool. Yeah, everybody can do it, but they could do it just a little bit faster. Yeah. Right. You know. But that doesn't mean that it is impossible for somebody to Absolutely do it. Absolutely not. Yeah. You and with enough totally. intention and training and work. Yeah. I'm sorry. I said yeah, the is. W word. It I is. said work. the W word. Work. I'm sorry. It takes work. It takes yeah. work. Yeah. Yeah. I had to learn yep. lucid dreaming when I was little because of a traumatic accident that mm. I'd had when I was about 18 months old. And I saw my cousin get beheaded. And I would wake up screaming, the baby's head is hurt, the baby's head is hurt. That went away at about age seven, but came back when I was 14. Mm. And I started doing it again. So mom talked to some people, and the guy was like, get her some stuff about lucid dreaming. Let's get her lucid dreaming so that she can change the direction it's going when she's in the dream without waking up. Because I wasn't getting any sleep. Right. And I was looking very, very frail Mm -hmm. and pale and skinny. And I wish I was skinny again. But yeah. (laughs) You're still hot. <laughs> Shut the hell up. Only to you, honey. Only to you. <laughs> it's the only thing that matters. That's right. <laughs> but I think that's the other thing, right? Yeah. Sleep is so important. It is. You know, we talk about nutrition, but the other part of this is sleep. Absolutely. Because sleep is where sleep your body catalogs sleep. your memories, I feel right? <laughs> you. <laughs> I got four hours. <laughs> sleep. Oh my gosh, uh, that's not enough. I Popping tell him away, that all the time. Four a.m. Pink. Went yeah. to bed at midnight. Four a.m. Pink. But here's the back. other thing. I tell him sleep when your body wants to sleep. Right. If you're tired when you sit down in the chair, instead of putting the laptop in your lap and playing video games, no, I sleep. must kill people in Cyrodiil. <laughs> It's PvP weekend. Oh my god! It's full of care bears. Just sleep. Your body will tell you. Well, and, and I think that's it. Like we we have not prioritized sleep mm-hmm. as much as we should. No, we don't. No. Because sleep is incredibly important. Yes, it is. Your body makes your hormones while you're sleeping. Mm-hmm. Your body, your brain takes your memories and all the things that happen during the day, and they put that into long term memory. Yeah. So if you feel like your memory, like you can't remember garbage, yeah. Yeah. it's because because you're not getting enough sleep. Yes. Because your body is not having the time that it needs to do that. Your body, you know, if you eat right before you go to bed, that's yeah. also not a good thing. Uh, John. 
<laughs> because your body now is processing your food but I gotta have when it crunchy. should be when it should be making your hormones and doing all of these things. I mean, I'm full of unpopular opinions. Yeah. I'm always full of Obviously unpopular opinions. I am too. I'm catching some fire lately, but <sighs> oh, it's funny. That is funny. But yeah, he's like, I, I gotta, I gotta have some salty crunchy. Just like I house crackers with some Braunschweiger. <laughs> I don't care if it's 10.30 at night. I go to bed at 11. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This yeah. is delicious. And wake up in the morning. Yeah. Well, that's where intermittent fasting, I think, is a really interesting tool. Because yeah. it does do that. Because if you, you know, you don't eat certain amount of time before you go to bed. So then you're not fully digesting while you're actually sleeping. Exactly. Yeah. And so it gives your body a break. Because, yeah. like, if you're eating all day long and then you eat right before bed, your digestion just takes all this time. It takes all this energy. You need to constantly be feeding it, feeding it, feeding because you're eating all the time. Mm-hmm. Yep. But if you don't actually spend this time digesting, then your body actually has time to go after cancer cells yes. and to repair things and to make you youthful again and to help with your memory, all these things. And that's why intermittent fasting now is like totally all the rage because mm-hmm. there actually has, again, good, good science. Scientific evidence, yes. And evidence behind it. Measurable results. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's what people need to look at in regard to everything that they're doing as far as the quality of life. They need to look at things that actually have Mm -hmm. long-term measurable results. You need to look at things, the surveys that actually have some longevity and have control groups, for fuck's sake. You know how many of those I've read recently, research papers with no damn control groups, really? Right. They tested on like three to five people. And that's, that's not, not enough. This doesn't that's mean not shit. Surely it enough. doesn't no. mean shit. No. No. Yeah. And then, of course, it you know goes along with whoever sponsored the trial. God, yes. Yeah, so just read That's the bottom line. That's the other line. part is you have to yeah. understand who is paying yeah. for this trial. Yes. Yeah. Who is paying for That's it? That's a huge deal. And what the machination yeah. behind that is. Because the intention is usually to get their product into that space yes. or to destroy the product that is causing them a loss of profit. Like the food pyramid. Yeah, like yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And it's terrible. But if you're reading these, like if you're on um, National Institutes of Health, and you're reading them, they take great pains to make sure that you can scroll all the way to the bottom of that research paper and see who sponsored that. Yes, and that is yeah. incredibly important. Yeah. And I think that's the other, uh, the unfortunate thing about the internet, right, is yeah. that anybody and everybody can put their opinions on the yes. internet. Yes, oh my God, it And sucks. so you need to check your sources yeah. all Wikipedia the is time. not a source. Mm-mm. Wikipedia is not a source. Mm-mm. You have to check your sources. You have to make sure that, you know, is this a shell company of a shell company of a shell company? I mean, that's yeah. what we found out with yeah. Purdue Pharma. Yes, ma'am. Purdue Pharma completely, you know, ran the racket of the pain game yeah, by actually, de- you know, they developed this idea that pain is the fifth vital sign mm-hmm. because they had their own shell company that is some pain foundation yes. that came up with the the faces scale that is literally yeah. in every it was single all over hospital their literature. in every you know yeah. everything in the country, yeah. right? Yeah. And so you're quoting your own evidence. Yeah. Yes. I'm right because I said I'm right. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> Here, you can read where I wrote. 
that I'm right. Yeah, it's insane, <laughs> right? right? You know, to find out that they did this stuff. And like, from a marketing standpoint, right. it's freaking it's brilliant. brilliant. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. brilliant. Yeah. But from a humanistic standpoint, it is horrible. Horrible. Yeah, yeah. And they've foisted all kinds of damage on families so across the world. I think we're yeah. due for a shift from that corporate yes. money over people mentality. Absolutely. And, and I think people are fed up with it. Yeah. And I think it's yeah. a huge, going to be a huge movement where you're going to see people returning to the local farms and people yeah. returning to the local small businesses. Yes, absolutely. And I do too. Because you know, unfortunately, you cannot trust the car- the corporation. Not no, at you all. can't. And so the only people that you can trust are the people that you can look in the white of their eyes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Because all of us have intuition, yes. and all of us can tell when someone is lying to oh, our yeah. faces. Oh, yeah. And if you don't, oh, if yeah. you don't think you can, there's this little study that you can do about body language. I'm just saying. But that's the thing, right? You know, the internet has made it easy for us to get access to everything and anything, which is good. In some ways. In some ways. But then it's also bad because now you are setting yourself up for being taken advantage of. Yes, you are. All the time. Because, again, you can't make sure that the thing that you're getting is actually the thing that you're getting. Absolutely. And there's a lot of trusting people, especially from the older generations, where they grew up. With small businesses basically mm-hmm. running everything. So they trust. And you could trust. Like, yeah. they'll watch the news. Well, it's Walter Cronkite. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They had to have vetted sources before the Fairness Doctrine got repealed. Yeah. You know? You couldn't just put something on the news without, what, multiple vetted sources. Yeah, at least three. And so now they'll watch... Pick a network, doesn't matter. They're mm, all owned they're by the same the company. Same. They're yes. owned Black by the same company. Group. Owns yeah. both sides yeah. of the argument. And they believe it, and then they ruin their life because they believe this propaganda machine. Yeah. Well, but it's not even just the older generations, though. It is also the younger generations because they don't have the life experience. Yes, exactly. I, you know, I working in the cannabis industry, we are um, we are prone to hackers all the time, all the time, and so like. Going so much through, money. you know, and we would just get all these trainings about like when, to, how to figure out spam emails Fishes. and phishing yeah. and all yeah, that kind of stuff, true. right? And I went through some training and I was actually kind of surprised because they were like, what is the age group of people that are more likely to be fished? Are more yeah. likely to be fished or are more likely to co- to get into scammers? And I was yeah. under the impression that it was over sixty five. It's no. not. It's eighteen to twenty five year olds. Is yeah. it really? Yes, yeah. because they they're have more no impulsive. life experience, and they're more impulsive. And they've lived their yeah. lives on the internet, so they yeah. believe everything that they've seen. They don't have any kind of thought process in to say like, I don't know, maybe they're not correct. No. Yeah. Well, they're yeah. not teaching critical thinking in no. schools anymore, and they're not teaching logic. I remember when we would go home on the weekends, we would bring home logic problems that were like, there'd be a page of a problem, and it would take you several pages to figure out the, the mathematics behind it. And you had to have that turned in by Monday morning. And I've not seen a single student anywhere, and I've asked a lot of parents, <laughs> do, they still, do they still send home the logic problems where Sally's going 65 mile, miles an hour on train A, and Johnny's going... 60 miles an hour in a truck and they're headed in opposite directions who's going to get there first that kind of what kind of truck was it who knows (laughs) (laughs) that's exactly the question they're going to ask but you know that's (laughs) what color is it where is she going with all those melons why does she need 25 melons right it doesn't make sense how the hell did she carry 25 apples The teachers will get pissed. Shut up, John. Just do the goddamn That's not the right question. But they don't teach it anymore. And they don't teach kids how to balance checkbooks. We used to have to all learn that. 
you know, we had to learn finance, and we had to we had to learn about credit scores and how to balance a checkbook and home well, economics. And, yeah, they they want the malleable. And yes, they want, and it's not the kid's fault. You know, no, well, the, no, I think the, the unfortunate part too is though. Form. I agree, and I think the unfortunate part too is like you see all these TikTok celebrities and these Instagram influencers, oh. and you have these high school students that think like, oh, I can you know graduate from high school and instantly be an influencer. Yes, mm-hmm. and what you don't see is that it. T- took at least 10 to 15 years mm-hmm. of that person's life of yep. of learning of failing of yes. picking themselves up again and doing it again and figuring it all out before they became the influencer or that's exactly right yeah or they were from a wealthy family that had connections that yeah. could help them yeah boost and you don't have that you're just you're yeah. just you know steve from clark summit yeah yeah Sorry, Steve. No, 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 no insult. You're going to have to work at it. You can get there (laughs) with a little luck and hard work. Yeah. You know, but, you know, some people have an advantage right Mm -hmm. from birth because. I agree with that, that, but you you still have to do the work. You do. You still have to, you know, because you can't just be some Joe Schmo who has no view on anything, who has no purpose, who's going to be an influencer on Instagram. That is not how this stuff works. And your life is on display. Yes. For everybody. This and, is one thing they don't think about. And that's one of the main reasons why I decided I did not want to do that anymore yeah. as a business owner. Because like my, my world constantly was like, oh, should I post this thing? Because I'm making this X, Y, and Z. Because now I'm a healthcare influencer and all this garbage. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. I want my life to be private. Yeah. I want to be able to live my life and fail and make decisions and do stuff that is not constantly under the view of everybody else. Yes. Oh, yeah. And being constantly judged is one of the reasons that these kids have so many tro- so many troubles just being social. Mm-hmm. Just getting along in polite society because there's this constant internet judgment. They've lived their lives under that kind of stress and pressure to be that person they see on the screen. Oh, and the cruelty and, yeah, of the keyboard yeah. warriors, yeah. too. Yeah. Oh, oh, my real, gosh, because there's no... Yeah. Because oh my God. it was just like what we were talking about before. Like, if you actually physically go and talk to that person about the beef that you have with each yeah. other, mm-hmm. then guess what? You can actually have a normal human conversation yes. and probably get to the end of it. Yeah. And probably end up liking them. And probably like that person. Yeah. And then, you know, even yeah. if you don't have anything in common, you still can find common ground. Yeah, absolutely. And yet, if you're talking to somebody and you're, you know, screaming at them through a keyboard screen, mm-hmm. there is no ramifications for that. Yeah, you've yeah. already set their teeth against you and you're done. You're done before you even get out, you know, and it's it's kind of... It's kind of a bad catch twenty two situation. It's terrible, I, you know, and I and I don't think that it's fair that you can just go and spout all this garbage, no. and not have any kind of recourse for that right. whatsoever. Yeah. Exactly, it happens all the time. Uh-huh, all the yeah. time, and it, it happened to us. I mean, that's you saw mm-hmm. that. Um, thank you again. Because you guys, you guys <laughs> yeah. are fucking great. Oh my, oh, god. my god! We just sat on the couch and cried. Yeah, yeah. Like you know, you as a business owner, you don't really know what if they people really think, like you, you or know? not. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I went all Sally Field. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they like me. They like me. <laughs> he did. He totally did. Well, and I tell, I would say, I tell everybody who's in this area. I'm like, if you need herbs, if you need stuff, Aww. you need to come here to Picky Weeds yeah. because. You guys are amazing. Oh, thank you. And that's you. the reason why I'm here. But we, we have that self-doubt. We oh, have of course that, you, you do. know, are we this, are we that? And you have, you know, jealous people or people that want to copy you and cash in and, 
it's just an endless thing. You yeah. Know, mm-hmm. It's hard. And you have to you let know. it all go. You don't have any choice. You know. No. You have to let it all go. Yep. And it's the hardest thing in the world to do. And you can tell people that all day. That takes constant work. Oh, oh it yeah. totally yeah. does. Yeah. You know, and the copying is, you know, is hard because, yeah. you know, is that taking business away from you? Potentially, yeah. yes. But, like people who are supposed to be here know that that is garbage and that this is the real thing. And, you know, even if they go off and they see that stuff, they're going to know. I mean, the truth will come out. The truth will prevail. You can't bullshit forever. No. And they can't copy us. The sun always shines. You can carry the same incense box, but it's not us. Yeah. No. You know, and that's not to say that they're all bad. They're not. They're but, not. They're just trying. You know, and yeah. I, I get yeah. that. No, yeah. no, no, no shade there. But it, it is exhausting. Mm. And yeah. you wonder why there's so many Italian restaurants in this area. Right. Yeah. It's not. There are a lot of Italian people, sure. But somebody <laughs> somewhere started an Italian restaurant and then, ooh, I can we do could that. do that. And then copy them. <laughs> and then the next person, ooh. We could do that. So now and we have a pizzeria them. on every fucking corner. Now there's 300 <laughs> new restaurants opening in town, and we looked at each other. It better not be fucking Italian. Oh, and it was. It's fucking Italian. It's fucking Italian. Shocker. And I was like. That's because trying to do something new and different yeah. is difficult. Yeah. Because you and don't terrifying. know how people are going to take it. Yeah. yeah. You don't know if there's a market for that. Yeah. I mean, I was a holistic oncology pharmacist as a health coach. Nobody has ever done that before. Yeah. yeah. I love that. And. You know, did I get, you know, I had a hard time finding people who would actually, like, you know, believe that I knew what I was doing. Yeah. And it helped that I was a board-certified oncology pharmacist, so I actually had the credentials and the training to back up what I was saying. But... That still means that there's a lot of people out there that are like, I don't know about this. Yeah. And I and I get that. I get that. And it's hard to start new stuff. Oh, yeah. And we've done a lot of talking about market saturation, too. And mm-hmm. you're seeing this in the marijuana industry, too, because they're popping yes. up. Dispensaries are popping up everywhere. Everywhere. And they're eating market share. Mm-hmm. And people get fatigued by it. So if you have one item and every third store has that item, pretty soon everybody has that item. And that item's just sitting on the shelf and it's not selling anymore. Right. And it's the same with any event. If the event is the same every damn year. And I've heard event presenters go, we're not getting the traffic we used to get. You're doing the same damn thing every right. year. And, there's and th- it's market there's saturation. 30 events a month. Yeah. Yeah. It's market yeah, saturation. People yeah. are bored. <laughs> They're yeah. fatigued. Come up with something. It, yeah. it is hard to come up yeah. with something mm-hmm. new. But it it's worth the work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is. It just stick with is. it. Do it's, something new, original. I love what you did. And I think that if you'd have had the time and not been under all the stress, it'd have probably flown. Oh, yeah. I am a hundred percent. I agree with you that for sure. And I think my problem was, is, you know, it's like with any new business, I was in need of cash flow. Yes. And it's and, hard. And, you know, and I could not get a loan. There's no way that I could get a no, loan. No, they won't give you one until you've been in business for two years. By then, you're stuck. Yeah, it cracks me up. He's like, I'm going to start a business. Then we'll get a business loan. They don't work that way. No. <laughs> right. You know, and so, and that was my problem, you know. But I think the role that I'm working in now, I'm still utilizing all of yeah, the things I that, that I learned. Yeah. And I'm now able to kind of incorporate that into a, quote, corporate environment. Yes. And so, you know, I'm changing the system from within. That's, that's Love that. awesome. I think so that's I the think best thing that to do. actually is the better option. She's roguing it up. <laughs> I was like, I truly, I was, I was dying because, like, I we, I did this um, study 
and we came up with this information on how to prescribe a certain drug for patients. And, you know, and it was on our own patient population. So that's the most informed, like the most valuable information because a lot of studies are done in random people, you know, they don't necessarily always, you know, apply to your particular person and all this. And so this big group is talking about, well, where would we put this information? So that way the doctors know, then like, here is guidance on why you should choose this or this drug. Yeah. And they're like, well, we could put it on our pharmacy SharePoint. We could put it here. We could do this. And I'm like, um, can we put it in the cancer pathway? Yeah. apparently that was not the right (laughs) but it like makes the most sense put it in the place where the doctors are going to see it when they're actually prescribing the things right yes yeah and so a month goes by and again they're talking about where she do and i'm like um what about putting it in the pathway they're like oh yeah that sounds like a good Uh idea (laughs) mom that's come around to my way of thinking Uh you know and i think that's like it's a good it's a good thing to think about you know just because somebody shoots you down the first time doesn't mean that it wasn't a good idea yeah keep pushing you know and you just gotta keep having that confidence in yourself and the thought that this is the bright thing yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and that you know failure isn't a bad thing no that's how you learn yeah you gotta pick yourself up and say okay well this approach that i did obviously didn't work in this situation how can i do it differently how can i change this you know i still believe that this is a good idea i just didn't necessarily present it in the right way now you have experience you don't get experience by doing things right. No. You get experience by screwing up. Yeah, you got to fail, you know? fail, 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 fail. You know? And I think, you know, that's the yeah. four-letter word. Oh, fail. No. You yeah. can't fail. But fail, you know, and, and, he, and I don't necessarily feel like I, like, I don't feel like my business failed. No, I feel like you learned. I learned yeah. so much amazing things about what it is to learn yeah. and run a business. Yeah. So that way, when I decide to go back to it in the future, which I will. I love you for that. Then, that's you know, I'm going to learn something new and I'm going to be like okay so i tried it this way and it didn't really work out that well so i'm gonna try it a different way we tried it like three or four times before it finally clicked and worked and then that's still a struggle but (laughs) (laughs) but it worked (laughs) but it worked (laughs) oh but that's it i mean that's i think the takeaway is that you know it's it's everything that you can do for yourself and do it with the truest sense of of wanting and desire and make sure it's bringing you joy. Damn. Yes. You know? Yes. And on that note, we better wrap it up because it's uh, we've how, been all, talking hour and twenty three minutes. <laughs> we could I keep knew going we all could day. We could keep talking forever. Yes. It's, it's been awesome. Thank you so yeah. much for coming in this early in the morning. And yeah. That was fun. It's I been enjoyed a that. Great conversation. Yeah. Yeah, it was. I hope you guys enjoyed it. So we hope you enjoyed this episode of In the Weeds, and we hope you didn't have to pick too much pucker brush off your cloak after visiting with us here. If you liked the episode, please follow, subscribe, and share. And if you're really kind, leave a positive review. Be sure to tune in next week as we publish a new episode weekly. If you're in the area, stop by the store and see us. Thanks so much for listening, and have a great day.